0: Hello everybody and welcome to the multi award winning podcast. That is WTS What's Pod. Sorry! Man Merrow, yeah, you were a bit fucking late there, but uh my name's Danny Murray.
1: Sorry man, it was just a Skype delay.
0: Yeah, yeah, as always. Your you're actually your Skype is actually frozen and you have on my screen at least, Gary, I'm not sure if it's uh, frozen on yours, but you look like a man who has just ejaculated. He's frozen on mine as well. Yeah, doesn't I'm he? He has I'm that, look, look, I mean, one eye is closed slightly more than the other. It's a little bemused smirk. You genuinely look like <laughs> a man who has just pleasured himself.
1: Oh, jeez, it's actually frozen on my side as well. I hear I'm, I'm back, am I? No. No.
0: <laughs> anyway, look, doesn't matter, lads. This is WTS 178. And... uh we're, we're coming to you in the midst of the greatest tournament now to mankind, the Chris Boer Cup. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But first and foremost, there's a lot of people who have been asking why we haven't had Gary Mackle on the podcast for a long time. And the reason, as much as I think I'm a heel, Gary is the greatest heel of them all. He is effectively the, the man who sets the blueprint for being a heel. And uh, he went to heel a little while ago so he had to be suspended he went through a rehabilitation process and I'm glad to say that he has fulfilled his obligations under that rehabilitation process and he won't be sending any more silly tweets at least not that we know of gary welcome back
2: it's it's wonderful to be back uh, it's been a rough 6 months um cameras outside the door, people following me into work, people trying to get a reaction out of me publicly, um, but I didn't bite, um, and I, I, I apologise again for the mishap. Uh, I apologised quite quickly um, at the time, and I apologise again, um, and I'm, uh, I'm happy to, to move on and uh, offer my best wishes to the person in question.
0: Excellent. And we shall leave it there because no more needs to be said. Gary, you're looking extremely fresh. I'm liking that haircut. Yeah, haircut today, Dan. Very Yeah. Um, I see I you see, you free. went to a bit of effort, unlike that other tramp who's still frozen there. He's still frozen. frozen. Yeah. He still looks like he's after coming. He does. He still looks as though he's after benefiting from the Emily Power Smith podcast there that was our last episode. <laughs> There's oh, always
1: something wrong with my sky, but the last time I couldn't see Danny at all, and now I can't see myself talking to you, which yeah. is making me feel very unsettled at the moment.
0: Well, how do you think me and Gary feel? We don't know what you're up to at the other end of it. We just have that little smirk looking at us, and I tell you, it's devilish, Graham.
2: Oh, wow. nearly, nearly smell
0: your middle finger from here with that face <laughs> that's on the screen. <laughs> no need for that half an hour Good Lord. Uh Gentlemen, let's jump straight into the Crisp World Cup. And I don't want to talk about it too much because uh, it's it's not finished yet. And as we're recording this, the group stages are still on. So we could be completely wrong on all of this. But uh, would the two of yous like to predict a winner at this point?
1: Oh, God, no. Because there's been fucking shock eliminations. And has been. No. No, I, I, I don't think I think based on the group so far, I think... Uh, Something as boring as, and I like the crisp, but something as boring as Tato, Cheese and Onion could be the frontrunner.
0: Graham Erdogan calls national treasure boring. Headlines across the fucking <laughs> tabloids now. Gary, what yeah, about I you? Think,
2: like From a, a gambling point of view, if you had to put money on a crisp to win the crisp World Cup, it would be Tato, Cheese and Onion. Um, because uh, as Irish people, we are creatures of habit and we love what we love. Um I would have put Taylor Cheese and Onion maybe one to three favourite to win it at the start.
0: Oh wow. That, that's, oh yeah that's handsome, handsome favourite territory there now. Um Maximum state twenty euro, but I mean I would right, have won one to three. Yeah, you have to you have to limit your your risk there, obviously, you know. Um
1: Gary, are you enjoying the interactions with the Crisp World Cup?
0: it's
2: absolutely wonderful and what i'm even enjoying more is is the way it's been set up and laid out and the way as as followers we interact with it and we vote um and people love that aspect of it and you can see even from the the interactions from the likes of paul howard and miguel delaney that it's it's flying
0: yep uh carl carl frampton wasn't impressed though he uh Said that we're we're pushing Republican propaganda um, because we excluded Northern Tato. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, like I'm always open to reaching to our friends across the border. Always open to inviting them in and having them sample a real crisp whenever they feel like it. <laughs> so, um, Carl, if you're listening, we're happy to organise passes to Tato Park for you and your family, mate. Just let us know. And
1: who do you think would be the winner, Danny, based on results so far?
0: I mean it's it's very hard, but I like I'm still shocked and appalled that Scampy fries got through, personally. So am like, um, I, 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 I. love I love fries,
2: man. I'm delighted that they're there. And, and, and you see, this is, I wasn't
0: accounting for this.
1: Carrie, you wouldn't buy them in the house?
2: I would, yeah. Um I, I would do. Gemma's brother has a, an account down in Mudsgraves and he gets me to pack. You know yes. that you'd see hanging in the,
0: the card, yeah. At yeah. yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I don't know, lads. I, like pre-tournament, pre-tournament, I I would have put a sneaky little bet on Hunky Dory, Buffalo. and they uh-huh. went they went through convincingly, you know. Um, but if if you're asking me, who would I pick now? I think it's going to be a lot tighter than I originally thought. Um, I originally thought that uh, Group 4 was the group of death. Turns out that's not the... Graham, you've turned into love hearts. I don't know what happened there. Can you keep my face, lads? You're, you're still on your orgasm face, hoping. but randomly a couple of love hearts start scrolling across your screen there for a second. It was very odd. Um, Jesus, lads. I... <sighs> I'm saying it's going to be their mighty munch or hunky dory's buffalo. Really? Yeah, that's 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 where my money's going. Johnny onion rings were doing well there at one point. The, yeah, and do you know what it is? I think that's because it's the only onion ring that's being represented. The same with really? chipsticks. Chipsticks surprised me, and and this is something that I suppose and maybe this speaks to our listenership and its working class background. O'Donnell's salt and vinegar, for all their luxurious deliciousness never looked like they were going to fucking land a punch in that group once the voting started and that's because they are overpriced to a lot of people chipstick, salt and vinegar fucking romped through because they're about 14 pence a packet <laughs> so you know what I mean I don't know I don't know lads it's, uh, it's going to be a tight affair I, I tell you, I'll, I'll be clenching very hard come semi-finals Really, for, uh, for organising it and uh, you
2: know presenting yeah. it the way it was presented, it's fucking deadly.
0: Well, thank you very much. And here's your thing about it, right? So, like, at, by no means am I saying this is an original idea. Nor did we ever say it was an original idea. It was a random idea that we had on a podcast where we were trying to fill time. And there's been not many, but a few people being like, "Oh yeah, this has been done before," and yeah. And then somebody else said, uh, "Your man Richard Osmond, or Osmond, whatever his name, your man off Pointless." He ran ran a World Cup of Crisps before and that were just copying him. And I'm like, maybe, yeah, that's fair enough. But he's just copying FIFA, isn't he? So, lads, get the fuck over yourselves. It's a bit of crack online, you little pedantic weirdos. Take your hand out of your pocket and stop interfering with yourselves.
1: It's gas as well. Um, What I found was so funny was... uh, the fucking uh, people asking about the seeding.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's been one as well. I think someone has been done in jest. And the other people then who are saying they're not real crisps, they're corn snacks. When have you ever said, I fancy a packet of corn snacks? Never. Take your hand out of your pocket and stop interfering with yourself, I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> Can you see me now, lads? You can't see me now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gary's gone on mine now, I can't I see I just her. had to move, in. had to move are- into another area
2: because, uh, connection with
0: shit well it shouldn't be no no you're alright there now, yeah? you gave us a little tour of your house that was lovely Gar nice colour the, the wall there had a kind of mushroomy colour it? it was very nice yeah well is it musky grey yeah yeah musky grey that's fair yeah, yeah yeah, it's very nice that's yeah. only new is it yeah it's new in the last two weeks thank you oh good okay. it did look fresh it did look fresh yeah. um, there, there's a recurring okay. theme here when we have you on we seem to talk about the interior decorating as and- always Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um and just have you Graham Merigan has left apparently, so trust myself and yourself. <laughs> Graham Merrigan's back now. Myron <laughs> <laughs> Meryl, um, what is going on tonight, man? What are man? you doing? I don't know. I don't know what's
1: going on. It dropped out, and then I just said went went straight back in. I'm here now, anyway. I don't know. Gary, Gary, Gary is Gary's domin- face is dominating the screen, and me and Danny are small on the top right of my screen. Well that'll do. I'm fine. I'm not going to touch anything. Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, and if you could please not touch anything after we see in that face earlier on, don't be touching that. <laughs> uh, Gary, are you still in a, in a bit of rivalry with with your man Bannon? Oh, do you know what? That fucking prick. And he done that uh, the
2: fucking touring the world looking at people's homes. Yeah, yeah. This is a person who who is going around our country charging 300 grand for a glorified fucking window box. And he's going around looking at fucking different joineries and restored furniture in India. You can ask me bollocks. He's on Vodafone ads as well. I'll tell you what he's doing. He's filling his boots because he knows he's going to be found out. And how is he going to be found out? Because he's a fraud. I'm not getting into it because we'll have another lawsuit in our hands.
0: <laughs> we, we've only got you back. We don't want you suspended again, Gar. Um they have the, the whole thing of touring the country or crawling around the world, looking at people's homes and that kind of thing? Do you, like, do you ever watch them shows like where they buy a property that's completely run down and they've got about three weeks to flip it? And uh, mm-hmm. they do so for an unbelievable amount of profit. Yeah. Do you think they're staged? Of course they are. Look at most television
2: is staged, like DIY SOS, which I watch and sends me into a meltdown every time. By the way, every well, why, time. Man? Why? I uh, just the poor L craters to be up shit creek without a penny, and then your man sorts them out. but, but like. You can't plaster a wall and paint it the same day. You can't plaster a wall and put a door frame skirt garden on it. So it is all staged, do you know what I mean? Has to be. That's
0: yeah. fair. That's fair. So uh,
1: But they could they could record it over a period of two or three weeks and then just put it out.
0: Are you saying there's, there's creative editing going on, Graham? Absolutely. I
1: want to know um off Gary that if he was to have a reality T V show,
0: what would it be about? That's a great
2: question. Um, well, I've been in, uh, on a reality TV show, we, we mustn't forget. Um, but if I was to create a reality TV show, which I would star in, it would, would be based on how we deal with... I want to term this property... <laughs> How, how we, very we delicate with this how we deal with sexual frustration right <laughs> so, so we, you, you, would, you would go down to say rural Ireland, certain part of it where your whole life is in the, the one pub seven nights a week but if a woman was to come in looking for directions there is four horns looking straight away Wanting to nail something. Well, how did those men deal with it day in, day out? <laughs> um, sexual <laughs> frustration. And would, would you it? want, to, with the view of helping them, is it? No, I'd be just kind of investigating it, um, and then obviously that kind of frustration leads into other things, um, like assaults and stuff. How we, how we prevent it?
0: Okay. Very yeah. good. Yeah.
2: And would you like to remind the listeners what reality TV show you were in? Not particularly. They can Google it, Graham. <laughs> but you, they can't watch it anymore, though. They can. Uh, HBO have the rights. You can email them and they'll send you a link for 7
0: 99 And I'll just... Can I just jump before anybody? It's it's not Game of Thrones, lads. You
1: know. It's not on... HBO didn't buy the bloody thing. Don't mind him. They did so. Yeah. Right. HBO didn't buy brides of Frank.
0: Frank. Frank.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are you still in contact with Frank? Frank, uh, I'm still in contact with him. Yeah, we go down, we visit him every Easter. Love every it.
1: Easter, so you'd
2: be due to visit him now in the next five weeks. Yeah, we go down for a seafood banquet. thank you. I don't believe this at all.
0: <laughs> Seafood
2: banquet. You, know, you know it's true. That's why you're fucking asking me. I thought it's definitely not true. Right, he's a, a, a he's a, a person very dear to my heart. Um, have Gary, Gary, have,
0: have you Frank ever? Frank talk- is to
2: me what Steve Gunn is to you.
0: All right. No. Frank, very. Good, though, what Steve Gunn is to me, very nice. Hmm. Um. Gary, have you ever thought about going into the wedding planning business yourself? Well,
2: I've done the course, as you know, it was an 18 month course. Yeah. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, but I felt that uh, I didn't have it in me to get a, a, a decent plan over the line. Um, but it's something that I won't rule out in the future. It's a big responsibility taking on somebody's wedding. Uh, Absolutely. You're trying to know.
1: Month course, are you on
2: i <laughs> in UCD I don't know if that was a nightclub.
1: <laughs> oh. You did in your get home.
2: You did, absolutely What's the course? Pardon? What was the course? Teamed events.
0: um, Event planning. If you had to recommend um, a a venue on a budget, Gary, to any would be uh, people, any would be uh, sorry. Only at before I start recording, I'm fucking gone. (laughs) Ah. We'll go again. If you had to recommend a budget venue to anybody, Gary, um, young couples perhaps, and say again? In and around the borough. A- anywhere. anywhere if, you, if there was somewhere that you've, you've ever passed by and you thought, I think that would make a good spot. And then given your, 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 your passion for these things, you've probably done a little bit of research then and you probably made a well, note of it.
2: It's very interesting you should ask that question because I had the same conversation with somebody about nine weeks ago. And I suggested that they go into the old Silver Tassie, which is now known as. Wedding. It's a wine bar, but it's a lovely uh, it's it's a lovely venue, uh, potential venue for a wedding, a civil ceremony. Um, obviously, you'd have to move some furniture around, but it's mm. it's spacious, plenty of light coming in, loads of windows, uh, loads of parking
0: sugar loaf just behind you. So, ample Uh, opportunities for photos then?
2: Absolutely, but look, it's like anything, it's what you make of it.
1: But it's already ready made, made. like that would be an easy project to do.
2: It's easy, Graham, when you know how. All these things are easy in theory, uh, but you still have to get it over the line.
0: I think, um, now that you say about the the, the wine bar and the former silver tassie, And this is me aspiring to be creative like you, Gary. I'm instantly thinking to uh, the pedestrian footbridge just up the road there and the symbolic image. um, You could have the photographer in the centre aisle there of the dual carriageway and the two families Hmm. crossing the bridge to meet each other in the middle. (laughs) I think that would be a very symbolic photo given the occasion. And you'd have Kalini Hill behind you, don't forget. Of course, yeah, of course. And I'm sure the the Tassie have some sort of deal with Lockdown's pitch and put. You could have a family tournament on the day. You See, know? It's all about thinking outside the box and being creative. It is, brilliant, Yeah, I I tell you, I, when I'm eventually planning my wedding to the lovely Oksana Gar, you're force on me, Speed oil.
2: Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> I won't be what ringing. would you do for Dancing Oksana's wedding,
1: Gary? Well, cool I question. tell you,
2: because. I would firstly uh, I wouldn't insult their intelligence by using just myself. I would bring Frank along. Uh, we would sit down with the couple and discuss where they are, where they want to go to. Um, we would discuss budget. Uh, I would like a winter wonderland theme. It's um, very good. Uh, we could we could involve the huskies Um, What this would, is what, what would we're looking at? When
1: you're coming up with these ideas yourself, pardon? Why would you need Frank when you're doing all this yourself? Frank, he, Danny two has just one grand. Sorry,
2: two brains are better than one. Yeah, but Danny doesn't have the budget for Frank. How much is he like? And I, I will, I will, I will look after Frank uh, financially. I, I will sort that end of it out. Danny would be paying me. And did you get a handout from Frank when he done your wedding?
0: Graham, that's a very rude <clears throat> question. Can you be polite to the guests, please? I'm just wondering where did the money come from to pay Frank? Well, Graham, you're want to, to bring up where money comes from, I think. How? Well, I mean, <clears throat> Gary basically done a panorama special on your failed Olympics bid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the primetime investigates. <laughs>
2: Or maybe uh, if you want to go down that route, Graham, we, we could discuss um, how you're financing your new one nine one Hyundai. because I have all the numbers.
1: <laughs> you have what?
2: I have all the numbers here in front of me. <laughs> what do you mean the numbers? The breakdown of the finances <laughs> and I can tell you this much you're paying fuck all for it. <laughs> how, how do you know that like? What what number is he on about? <clears throat> I have my sources and people who are telling me exactly what you're up to. Uh, you are paying well below market value, um, and also how you managed to sell the other Hyundai uh, without losing any money on it is is shocking. And, but it's probably not for now. But do not call me out on money. Uh, you're the whitey bulger of Ballybrat. That's all I've <laughs>
1: But I want those moments with because it's all lawyers, oh,
0: is it? Yeah, of course well, it is. Let's look. Let's okay. Look, let's. I'll take a deep breath here. There's never. There should never be any infighting in a wolf pack. All right. So let's. Yeah. Very, very let's fair. Let's take it down a sped. Garry, Gary, I want your thoughts.
1: Sorry, no, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. I was just going to thank Gary for for being so considerate there, and offering to bring in his good friend and esteemed colleague Frank into the wedding planning process thanks for that Gary
2: absolutely anytime
0: Frank's a fraud Danny or uh, Gary um,
1: myself and Danny were t- <laughs> myself and Danny were talking over the last couple of days about um, Netflix and Afterlife oh, you, I know you've watched it too what did you think
2: absolutely loved it Yeah. Uh, every second of it loved uh, where it was set as well some gorgeous gardens and pathways and, and walks but it's funny because i think when i got to the fourth episode i could actually relate in part to uh, the character because when you lose somebody close to you you do have an element of i couldn't give a fuck about anything i literally couldn't give a fuck um and, like, he, he goes off and he organises a bit of a heroin session with your man. Now, I'm not saying I smoked heroin or anything when my father died because I didn't. Yeah. But you do have an element of, uh, oh, fuck this, I couldn't give a bollocks. And you do need somebody to kind of drag you back in and say, look, life goes on. You carry on. But it's, it's a gorgeous programme. Um, I think everybody will enjoy it. And I have to say, Ricky Gervais, he is. A, a, he's a bit of a genius. Um, in the way he produces shows and stars in them, He's, it's a really enjoyable program, I loved it
0: Danny? Yeah, I'd, I'd fully agree I think do um, <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in always leave them wanting more and the fact that this was only 6 episodes I felt as though it easily could have been 10, 12, 15 but I love the fact that he was just like, no, 6 done, and every, mm. there was no fat on it, every single episode, absolutely brilliant, um, <clears throat> This I think it was the second episode, there was a bit where I had to pause it, I was laughing so hard, and in, in the, the fourth episode, there was a bit I had to pause it, because I, I, my me, me, me cheeks were sapping wet for some reason, do you know what I mean, and uh, it, <laughs> what episode it was...
1: was that? Danny? Hmm? What episode were your were your cheeks sweating? Your eyes sweating?
0: Uh, I think it was either episode 4 or 5. To be honest, episode 6 as well, my eyes were sweating. Um, I think it was well, episode
1: 4 or 5. My eyes were sweating in episode 5 when he goes back to the office and the intern, I think, told him a few home truths and was kind of yeah, saying, like, you yeah, know, yeah. you're a great guy, you're very funny and all. That's when I was like, <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus. There was a bit in a... On a uh, I, I'm, it's it's not really a spoiler to such. It's just a moment where he's in the nursing home visiting his dad. And uh, they have the conversation about him drawn on the wallpaper as a kid. That fucking... Yeah. That punched me right in the feels. And I don't even know why, to be god's honest and truthful with you. But first, there was something in it that just... But... Uh, absolutely brilliant show. And I'd agree with Gary. Rickard very, is a fucking genius for that stuff. Because genuinely... Like... It sounds weird talking about a six-part TV show that is only a half hour long, and saying like it left something with you. But I, I generally feel as though it did. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, Gary. You know the way you said there brought back memories of when you went through bereavement. Did it make you think of what could happen in the future at all?
2: Um, not really, because when you when you do experience somebody really really close to you dying, um, it's never. I suppose each, each circumstance is different. Like, I mean, uh, um, probably sound morbid. I'm not getting morbid. But, I mean, I technically had nine months to prepare for, say, my dying. Um, yeah. Because he was diagnosed with cancer. And then every day you wake up, you're thinking, "Is today, the day. Then, obviously, as it gets to the end, you can tell it's coming. But you're never quite prepared for like, what exactly does happen, even though you've had nine months to think about it. Um, I would like to think that the next time the infor- an unfortunate thing happens, that I'd be more prepared. If you get me, yeah, um, yeah. But it's an unpredictable thing. It's like trying to predict, you know, how many raindrops. You know, it's 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 impossible to predict. But it's. I love.
1: I love the scene where um, he was trying to. He was going to. It showed us that he was trying to. Slit his wrist and then his dog came in and I, I loved his part I loved the relationship with the dog we won't give too much away there's two or three little snippets of a great show Afterlife on Netflix everyone has to watch yeah,
0: it you could easily watch it across two or three evenings easily like
1: I watched it on Sunday night from yeah, about 8 I, o'clock
0: until. I watched it across two, two evenings myself Um, but yeah stunning show stunning show hilarious and harrowing is how I'd describe it Absolute absolutely absolutely
1: I want to bring up a documentary I watched last week over two nights, and I think a lot of people watched it. I'm not sure, Danny, if you watched it because you've already made up your mind, I think, on the topic, but did anybody watch uh, Leaving Neverland?
2: Yes, I watched it, yeah.
1: What were your views, Gary? And, uh, what, I, what I mean by what are your views is that <laughs> um, social media obviously brings out people, and they brought out a lot of Michael Jackson supporters still after it, and a lot of them were Gunning to point out that the credibility of these two fellas in their documentation of what they said. So, wh- wh- where, where do you stand with all that? Because, uh, can I just tell you that I'll just briefly say what I think. When I watched it and I'm listening to the, these two guys being very graphic and in their description of what happened, I suddenly thought of all the other. Um, documentaries that the world has been watching on Netflix or wherever it may be watching it about priests or about uh, abducted in plain sight for example as well and when you're watching these things you're almost compiling a criteria of of a paedophile, what they do, you know how they act, who they befriend and as I was watching Leave in Neverland the lads were documenting that could have been anyone other than Michael Jackson and you would have been saying The the, the same thing is happening over over and over again. It's it's the blueprint of how a paedophile acts, except this paedophile, in my opinion, is just a multi-multi-billionaire and an -hmm. icon.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing I took out of the documentary was that these parents who allow their kids of seven, eight, nine to stay with this fella in the first place need a dig in the head um mm. and, and should probably have their kids took off them troop, you know uh, but the, the, what we do know is that uh, these people were happy for their children to go along to hotels to penthouses and to stay with this guy uh, unattended, just two of them um but in, what, a, locked,
1: what, in a locked room
2: yeah and and- initial, the initial meetings, the parents would be in a penthouse or a hotel room, you know two doors up, one door up. But eventually, as the relationship evolves, their parents would, it would actually be in another hotel at the other end of the city. Um, so it was separating the child from their parents all the time. Um, in terms of the fan base, Michael Jackson's always had a strange fan base, and they're even stranger now to be defending him. Um, I think you're right to say that it's, it's the, the traits of a, a paedophile um, which were carried out. There's no doubt in my mind he's a paedophile. There's no doubt in my mind he'd done what these fellas are saying he done. Um, you'll always have the conspiracy theorists. Like there's, there's, there's Wade Robson, uh, they were saying that he was sacked from a production show that he was to do with Michael Jackson in 2011. That they went with another production company, and people were saying, oh, it's, he's bitter because he lost the contract and all this. Look, body language experts and everything have said, you know, the way they've told the story and, and portrayed it, that this, this circumstance has definitely happened.
0: I I didn't watch the documentary. Um, I I don't know. Look, look. Okay, he's been found uh, not guilty previously, and uh, he also paid a very large sum of money to settle out of court in another case. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people will say, well, yeah, that's because of the drain it was having on him and the damage it was doing to his mental health and whatnot. So he opted to get rid of it as opposed to go through all that. That's how you want to look at it. That's how you want to look at it. Um, And I know it's very easy when the man himself is dead, and you know, accusations can be flung around very easily. You can't technically defame the dead, but that said, I would very much so jump in line with kind of what you were saying there, Gar, in the sense of if I had a child, there's not Mm -hmm. a fucking hope I'd be letting them spend any time in any grown. Person's bed, unattended. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm that to me is just red flag fucking central. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't understand the logic. I don't understand how anybody can defend that as any way, shape, or form acceptable. I don't think they're trying to say it's normal. I think a lot of people talk about kind of his his childhood and the abuses he suffered, and and that left him, you know, mentally unstable for want of a better word. And that may be so, but that does not excuse the actions. Later in life, it, it may mm-hmm. give the root cause of, and it may give some sort of light towards right his mentality was formed based on X, and that's why why happened. But I just I I don't know. For me, he's he's always been a strange cat. Like I don't think anybody can deny that he's mm-hmm. a strange cat. And and oftentimes, you know, a musical genius is a little bit of a weirdo or has a, a, an oddity about them, but. This is more sinister And I think there's I think there is All kinds of Dirt On Michael Jackson uh, And others um, Who I won't name Because you can't Defame them um, That will come out One day like. But I, I think I, I personally think He's guilty of sin um, Have you I just,
1: always Thought that Ronnie? Oh
0: I, I, yeah 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 I have yeah I don't need to watch Find a Neverland Or what was the one he done years ago With your man uh, Martin Martin Bashir Yeah I watched I watched that one When it was on That was a long time ago now I just thought This lad is Fucking too cracked For this stuff Like he's just He's not right you know what I mean uh, You could tell
2: by the parents As well that, I mean, The parents were blinded hmm. By the money Because yeah. they're being Collected from the airport In a limo Champagne Put up in hotel suites given what they want And a child knows, you know, and, A child that idolized
0: it? Say again,
1: he bought one set of parents a house, yeah,
0: and like, and this, mm. and that's it. Then, and then people tried to say, Look at all the generosity he's shown for these people, and these people go and turn their backs on him. And I'm like, Well, don't ever turn your back on Michael Jackson, uh, but <laughs> that's in bad taste, is Uh, but oh, yeah, bad, but it's um, like, it's one <laughs> of them, is <laughs> it? Look, it's I don't know, if if I was a serial pedo who had fucking billions of dollars at my disposal, yeah, I'd be paying for things for people so that are like, ah, nah, I'm sure it's innocent. Sure, look, hop into the Ferrari there and we'll spin over to him and have a chat. Do you know what I mean? The Ferrari mm. that he bought how, us on.
1: How, 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 you, everything you say there makes complete sense. Mm. How can... Like I would have considered myself a huge Michael Jackson fan with his, his music. I Always considered him to be strange, and I'd say uh, I'd say at, when I was in school and stuff. Um, I probably would have been a bit naive in a sense, and thought I would have went along with the lines of the Jackson fans that were saying, "Oh, he he had a." He didn't have a childhood, and he's just trying to replace that. And then when the Martin Bashore interview came out, I just went, ah, here, no. Out, he's yeah. beside the young lad here. He, The young lad is admitting that he shared her bed with the 44-year-old man or whatever it was. It's it's nonsense. But my question is, why do his loyal fans um, still beyond the grave? And yeah. he's beyond the grave, and they're kind of trying... It, it's a classic case as well in, in rape cases where... They try and and ridicule the victim, and they're yeah. doing that with this with, with Ray, Wade Robson, and none of them like it's it's a known known fact. It's very common that people victims of child abuse um, are always afraid to come forward. Mm they can't see that with particularly Wade Robson. They're blinded by that. They're basically saying, well, he stood in testimony in court when he was 22 and he said Jackson didn't do anything. They can't appreciate that he was still probably going through and accepting that trauma. Yeah.
0: What's the story? Are they just manipulated I, yeah, or are they just I, blinded
1: I, by his I, success?
0: I, I, I don't know because I'm not, I'm not a psychology expert or, or anything like that. But I mean, my take on it would be that something like that happening to you when you were a kid, the the classic thing is that uh, Happened to you uh, by somebody who was in a position of power and a position of influence, and therefore that mentality of nobody will ever believe me anyway. And look how you know, look how respected they are, look how well thought of they are. Why would anybody believe me? That plays a part now, and I think then in terms of the people defending Jackson or defending de- defending anything in that the like this. I think it boils down to just a right and wrong thing. Nobody likes to be wrong and they don't like to think. And uh for the week that's in it I'll use an absolutely terrible pun, but nobody likes to back the wrong horse. You know what I mean? Um they they all want to be on the winner. And you know, Jackson's success is, is, is undeniable, you know. Um and if you're part of that club and you feel like you're part of something and in you know, I mean, Diane almost gave a martyr status considering the circumstances around that. So people people who are fanatic about something and people who are... and Like, it's not just Jackson, it's it's, it's a load of different things, do you know what I mean? But, but particularly when it comes to a celebrity, this... <sighs> what's the word I'm looking I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but this almost fucking godlike worship that people afford somebody of these celebrities means that in their eyes they are infallible and they cannot do anything wrong. And they afford them every single liberty that is possible to afford them. So, when something like this happens, the blinkers come down, not interested, not my Michael. Sure didn't he release Thriller, isn't he but Yeah, but I,
2: I, you're right, and um, I, I have a good friend who actually works in child protection, and in, like he was saying in a lot of cases, when uh, there might be a case, but where the perpetrator has a history, like him, him himself or herself, mm-hmm. Was a victim, it's nearly automatically like a pardon to them. Um, you know, well, well, look what they were brought up with, isn't any wonder. And it's nearly like the courts and, and the relevant authorities, it's nearly like a pardon as if to say, well, look, what, what did we expect? Um, and I think with, with Michael Jackson fans, it's like, oh, well, well he was abused as a child. What, what do we expect here?
1: Well, that's an excuse, like.
2: Oh, like they think it's a valid excuse, but it isn't. I mean, surely if you were a victim, you would know. Tenfold that it's wrong what you're doing. Can we Uh,
0: still enjoy his music? uh, I personally wouldn't. I personally never did. Yes, I'd be. I I personally was never really a fan of him. Um, I suppose there's one or two songs, like anything really. I mean, fuck's sake, there's even a Gary Glitter song that I like, lads. You know what I mean? But it, it, it's not going to be enough for me to go out and fucking endorse that. You know what I mean? And Mm. for anybody wondering what song it is, I think it's called "It's Only Rock and Roll Part 2 uh, right. It's everybody would know it from the Happy Gilmore film. It's you not know that hey da Know oh, that one. Oh yeah, that's actually good. That yeah, yeah, that's a that's a Gary Glitter song. Um but anyway, look, the, the, the no, I could if I went through the rest of my life without hearing a Michael Jackson song wouldn't fucking bother me one bit. Um but do I think people need to stop listening to him? I mean no, I mean people still read Mein Kampf. You know what I mean? Um I know that's not exactly the, the best analogy or the best similarity in the world to draw, but he, if he created something, I don't think that necessarily means that that has to be fucking banished and never ever spoke of again. I think people can still fucking listen to something and appreciate something without instantly saying, well, if I listen to that then, I'm some sort of fucking diddler because it's associated. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a technical term. Uh-huh. <laughs> But look, I mean look we I mean me hang did. on, but, but you see the flip side of that, right? I and mean, then let's let's take it away from the, the the sinisterism of child abuse, say, right, and let's talk about David Bowie for a second and statutory rape. David Bowie and other people who sixties and seventies, the Mick Jaggers of the world and so on. There's countless tales and countless stories of them bedding groupies who are fifteen and sixteen years of age, fourteen years of age in one case I think. Um one girl who Tell talked you, about it. But- Woody Allen, like, he got away scot-free. He, he married yeah. his stepdaughter. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird one as well, yeah.
2: No, and, like, nothing was said about it.
0: Nothing. Yeah, and, and, you know, and this is the thing, and I suppose the reason that Jackson's being vilified because of the circumstances that were within it, Bowie and Jagger, et cetera, it's kind of like, ah, oh, well, it was a swinging 60s, wasn't it? And, I mean, mm. uh, you know, did they know their age? Did they even know their name? Probably not. They just went back into there big orgies and blah, blah, blah still kids technically though do not it you know
1: what I mean the, the, the woman in specifically in the Bowie the Bowie case Bowie David Bowie's case mm. um, she she still tells a story she by no means am I justifying this by the way I just yeah, read yeah. I read I read the piece an interview with her in the Guardian there she's a couple of years ago mm. and she, t- she tells the story of how many British rock stars and American rock stars she betted. She calls herself a serial groupie. Yeah. And she said she started at the age of 14 and yeah. that she slept with David Bowie. But she didn't... She, like, it's statutory rape, yes, I 100% agree. Yeah. But she didn't complain about it as such in, res- in respect to, you know, the Michael Jackson lads. No, uh, no, Ross- I'm,
0: I, yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say...
1: There's no, there's no, the, the, lads didn't, the lads didn't escape any prosecution, they weren't put up for any prosecution, but the facts still stay, if, she, if you're to believe this lady, yes, she had sex with Odie Bowie when she was 14.
0: And that's what I'm saying, so if you follow this to its logical conclusion of, you, you can give the different parameters all you want, but at the end of the day, are we talking about a grown adult having sex with an underage minor or child... Yes, we are. All right. So, so that that that's when you boil it back and you peel back all, all the other stuff. That's ultimately where where it comes from. Yeah. But, but nobody's gonna go out there and tell you you can't listen to Ziggy Stardust anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. The, the, the like radio stations banning Michael Jackson. That's a little bit too just fucking PC and hashtag Me Too for my liking. I think there's an element of kind of like do you know what like fucking play the music if you want to play the music don't play the music if you don't want to play the music like, I couldn't give a shit about that I'd rather see Justin Stone but it won't be ever done now so
1: what what's the difference Danny uh, between that and say we removed Morrissey's uh, song as the intro to What's the Story because he said some stupid remarks
0: yeah yeah because he's a bellend yeah but but like what's the difference though the difference Morrissey's still alive and a bellend yeah <laughs> No the, the, the right, difference not, no, sorry, it. no, the, the is the, the choice is the difference Graham. What I'm saying to people is choose to do. I I personally would choose not to to to, to push anyone's agenda like that. Um it's sure the same if if I found out that Kasabian were up to all sorts of fucking shenanigans I'd be saying, right, we need a new intro song. You know what I mean? Um Yeah, I just I don't know. I'm saying if radio stations want to, let them. Um I I I'm not 100 percent sure if that too answers too your question. You. Hmm? It's
1: too PC for you though.
0: Yeah, in the sense of a, a mass campaign to do something like that. So you're saying leave it down to individual choice. Exactly. Yeah. If somebody wants to, let them. If somebody doesn't want to, for whatever the reason may be, whether they think it's shy or because their politics doesn't align with it, then whatever. Like, I don't think it needs a global Twitter campaign and a hashtag like Chris World cope to get it over the line. <laughs> 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 Does that answer your question?
1: It, do, it doesn't. It doesn't. I just think we're a bit dramatic to remove his uh, intro.
0: Oh, I don't. He's a bell. Oh. We, we, look, we change the intro around regularly enough, in fairness. The saving will be gone in a couple of months, probably. <laughs> we'll do a poll. <laughs> yeah, that's not that bad Gary glitter song up on it? That's actually not a bad idea, Gary. <laughs> <girlie. laughs>
2: Any other crack, Gary? Uh, no, but I, just to, just uh, uh, excuse the pun, just to touch back in on Jackson for two <laughs> seconds. Um, <laughs> his fans were always a little bit odd. Like, I mean, he, he arrives at an airport, goes off in a Jeep or a van, and they're literally screaming, crying, can't breathe, having fits. I mean, if yeah. you're in that fucking mindset, there's something wrong with you in the first place.
0: I I've I I don't understand that sort of hysteria. Like I get people, Damn. I get people who like understand the whole getting nervous to meet somebody who you look up to thing, and like you know for a split second, like your voice kind of cracking or like that whole thing. Oh, hello, you know that kind of thing. Mm. But literally to the point where you're throwing yourself on the ground and wailing because a chap has you know walked by you forty feet with a security barrier and four hundred cops in between you and him what what I remember I was up in Dundrum shopping centre and
2: Jedward were doing a fucking thing in HMV and I walked through HMV I think I was going into KFC and the fucking carry on of young for two fucking tits like yeah well
0: in fairness in fairness I've done many a strange thing for two tits now no but to this hysteria and screaming and fucking sweating and I mean, yeah,
2: I've, no, if I if I've seen my daughter kind of like that in regard to celebrity or singers she gets slapped and told, get the fuck home. <laughs> um, ridiculous. To, to, God love to, to your daughter.
0: Pardon? God love your daughter. Um, to branch into a uh, very serious topic. <laughs> There's a lot of eyebrow movement, lads. To branch into a very serious topic there off the back of that, Gary, uh, what did you get in KFC?
2: Probably, probably the Zinger Tower Burger.
0: Fantastic choice.
2: Yeah, it's the only show in town for it, me KFC. It, yeah, it's,
0: it's a fucking beaut. Ha- that hash brown
2: makes a bit of difference now. Uh, it should be nowhere near it.
0: What? Like,
2: <laughs> like this fucking carry-on with bacon on a Big Mac. It's fucking ridiculous.
1: <laughs> the bacon on oh, a Big Mac's, Big Mac's all right.
2: It's ridiculous. You wouldn't wash your mickey with a fucking <laughs> cheese grater, would
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gary
1: I'm told I'm told um, you're a good cook yeah as well as a good painter and decorator
0: and wedding planner right and lover and
1: and, uh, an alleged good lover and an alleged good wedding planner
0: I will take alleged out of both them
2: I'm a very greedy lover and can I just add to that I like to do an American accent accent when I'm making love thank you (laughs)
0: <laughs> can, can I? Uh, I'm asking for a me here. Um, would that be, you know, a Southern American accent, East Coast, West Coast? What what kind are you talking?
2: No, the real. Uh, I've been busy all day working on Wall Street and slightly. <laughs>
0: um,
2: and I need to release.
0: Gotcha. It's and I suppose and that probably feeds into the the sexual frustration reality TV show that you're. But, there you go. Manga, I see, i I yeah, a bit of, bit of logic behind it. No Merna, what are going to ask? Did you give us a teaser of the accents?
2: <laughs> Absolutely not. Go on. Where did this come from? Shot? No, and I won't be allowed to use it again if I...
1: Where did this come from?
2: Um, I'd rather not. Is play. it
0: like yee-haw what, no. What fucking person working on Wall Street is going around shouting yee ha merrow? What are you talking about? Someone who's oh, just made a beef Can Sorry. Can, can, we, can we. This is descending into madness are, here. Can we go back to the hash brown on a chicken burger debate for a second here? Yeah. Gary, Gar, yeah. can I ask? Oh, right, so you're, you're opposed to the hash brown as well, Graham. Yeah. Is it just a combination of a hash brown chicken burger, or are you just anti hash browns? Fuck, you said that in sync, lads. (laughs) Right, okay. Would you not just get get a Zinger Burger then? Pardon? Would you not just get a Zinger Burger then? Because the tower is literally a hash brown, isn't it? Oh,
2: then I may be getting the product wrong. It's
0: a Zinger Burger then I I have. I was was wondering. I was like, if you hate hash brown, the tower is literally the hash brown. (laughs) Well, actually... (laughs) I'm getting
2: the problems wrong. Speaking of food, I was in a chipper about two weeks ago, right? This fella comes in, he said, I want a hot dog, but he said, I don't want a frankfurter, I want a normal sausage. So he wanted the hot dog dressing on the roll, but not the frankfurter. Now, that is a pervert.
0: (laughs) That is. His hard drive needs to be fucking checked. I, I can't abide by those taste buds. I won't. What would asked. you get in the chipper, Gary? Pardon?
1: What would you get in the chipper?
2: Huge fan uh, of a burger kebab. It's a kebab with burger meat. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sounds disgusting.
2: <laughs> or just oh yeah. Um, but
1: you're a good you're a good cook, Gary. What do you like to cook? Do you cook do you cook things from scratch or do you do you get like microwave stuff?
2: You wouldn't say a microwave product. Uh, because there's always somebody in the house in terms of a am and work jam at home, so everything will be cooked but in back in the in the in the glory days, the gold rush of two thousand and six uh, there would have been twenty rustlers in the fridge um mm. finest chicken curries all of them. I just enjoy cooking I, I like uh the presentation of food um actually danny i I done a steak dish Lovely. um. A couple of weeks ago, and I presented the pepper sauce in a shot glass.
0: That's an interesting one.
2: Um, and himself there took issue with it. Why? No idea.
0: Um, he's a philistine. I
2: like like to think outside the box.
0: Yeah. See, the problem is you're dealing with a philistine over there. He's no appreciation for the finer things in life. It was
1: two. Did you you see two two, two shot glasses with pepper sauce in it? I could see
0: too much of the plate. Hang, hang on a second. Hang. So it was the double? Yeah. Two shots of pepper sauce. My God, what is your problem, Merle?
1: A slice, You're... a bit of roast pepper. Mm. Um, he said there was cubed potatoes, but I didn't see one cubed, and a bit of onion. There was. You could see far too much of this plate, as far as I'm concerned. And then finished off with Graham,
0: two shots of. cuisine. Graham, you okay. clearly you see this is what happens. When you go around eating Big Macs with bacon, you don't understand the gastronomical experience that is delicate cuisine.
2: Your you, idea of going out is going to the fucking Miami of a Sunday. Yeah.
1: you have never been to Miami once.
2: You have. No, a picture, I a picture <laughs> on the wall. Competition in 1988 or something. But the, the um, I, I love cooking. Love it. Absolutely love it. The shot glass is an it, interesting yeah. one now. Yeah, it's look, it's all about presentation. Mm. Uh, I also, I was doing a roast dinner before, and what I did was um, I took the top of an egg off in its shell, emptied out the egg, washed it out, and I put the gravy in the egg shell in an egg cup. <laughs> and it just, it adds to the experience. It, it brings the outside into your plate, if you get me. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds excellent
1: Yeah <laughs> excellent Gary, you didn't you didn't put gravy into an eggshell
2: No, into an empty eggshell. Why? Because it creates drama on the table.
1: <laughs> what, <laughs> what type of drama?
2: what is going on here moment, but then you appreciate why. Like, if you think about it, the egg originally came from a chicken on a chicken farm outside. I am bringing the outside inside. It's probably just a little bit too arty-farty for you to understand, but that's what it is.
1: And do you... you, When you're cooking... do you do, do you, are you aware of the presentation every time you present your dinner to the table?
2: I have a plan done out in my head and I will try and execute the plan uh, during cooking and during presentation. So you do this every day? I, any day I'm at home, uh, which would be three days a week, I cook and uh, I will, will, will cook something which I put all my heart and soul into and presentation is huge for me.
1: So what was the presentation today?
2: Well it was a roast dinner. Um Gosh. so it was basically your dinner was on your plate, but to create a bit of drama in the room I put the beef on a like an oval plate um with some sparklers coming out of it and a candle. <laughs> <laughs> I turned the lights off in the kitchen. <laughs>
0: Where would you where would you get where would you get sparklers at this time of year, Gar? Uh, where I get is the Flora, Mister Price. Of course, it has everything, doesn't it? Unbelievable! It's a great, it's a great place. I tell you, it's the one thing now that I just, my heart yearns for the border, except for when I'm in Mister Price. Mm. Yeah, it is a wonderful place. I actually bought a fantastic chisel set. A
2: uh, It was eight ninety nine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, I bought a set of screwdrivers and two hammers, mm. um, and I think it came to a grand total of seven ninety nine. For nothing. And uh, the hammers are still going strong, um. You know, and, and I've been hammering away. <laughs> no, but uh, you're nearly embarrassed paying for the stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You feel you almost feel as though you've robbed them. Yeah. Vertic cards, 40 cents. Unbelievable yeah. value. Yeah, now you'll have to ignore the spelling mistakes, but look. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, what, I actually,
2: what I actually picked up as well, um, you know, the Indian food range, uh, Pataks, mm. Yeah, they used to have a biryani sauce out years ago. Yeah. And for some reason, they just stopped sending it to Ireland. Mr. Price has a clatter of it. Lovely. And it's a stunning product. Lovely.
1: I thought you make your sauces from scratch.
2: I never said i make sauces from scratch.
0: You told me you did.
2: Don't misquote me.
0: Can I ask, lads, um, if you were to get just a bag of chips of an occasion, what sauce would you accompany them with? Salad cream. Salad cream with chips? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Never had salad cream with a chip.
0: Never That's in me life, no. But he had salad cream with a chip.
2: I'll try it the next time. It's unreal.
0: I'm not sure I'm brave enough, Car. I'm not sure I'm brave enough.
2: I use salad cream. I'd have salad cream just on a cream cracker. I,
1: do, you salad, I, do you salad cream in the house now?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would as well. Yeah, I salad cream sambos. I'm all for. Oh, I love it. Yeah, or I tell you, if I, John, right right. Everybody uses bread with their soup. I wouldn't butter the, the bread, I'd put a drop of salad cream on or spread it and dip that. With soup? With soup. Rised on a bike. <laughs> <kind of. laughs> well, I mean, listen. Do you like soup car? Yeah. Do you like bread car? Yeah. Do you like salad cream? Yeah. I mean what's th- I don't see the problem here. Well, I like
2: lobster and I like dairy milk fucking whole nut but I'm not going to fucking eat them at the same time do you know what I
0: mean <laughs> have, you, have you tried stuffing the lobster with a whole nut <laughs> is that a euphemism <laughs> do you make your own
1: soup uh, Gary
2: yeah yeah I would make soup yeah, yeah. absolutely um, yeah.
1: Would, you, uh, would you be adventurous in your flavours of soup
2: yeah I made a lovely uh, Thai uh, soup a few weeks ago oh, Um, so. a uh, coconut fresh cream Thai Penang curry paste broccoli chilli onion bit of carrot bit of pineapple as well Ah, do you you put the
1: chef's hat on when you're cooking in the house
2: pardon do you
1: put your chef's hat on when you're cooking in the house
2: Uh, no but I like all the windows to be open in the kitchen and uh, I like the sound of running water when I'm cooking as well
0: (laughs) in touch with nature where his ingredients come from I understand that again bringing the outside in
2: yeah
1: if I'm getting chipper chips, I my dipping preference would be garlic sauce. Thank
0: you. I, I, yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah, that's, that's not... That. Yeah, garlic yeah. sauce, I think, what is everything. What do you use, Danny. Uh, at, at the moment, I'm on a barbecue sauce, Buzz. Love big, barbecue sauce. Big fan of barbecue sauce at the moment. I'm yes. putting it on fucking everything. I put it on
2: toasted sandwiches. It's amazing.
0: Oh, listen. Jesus. Toast and that has a bit of barbecue sauce on it. You're fucking basically being brought into the south of America. And you might as well be heard in Buffalo. It's fucking incredible. Like. Amazing. Amazing, Sal. Yeah.
1: Um, like still eating the cornflakes after the dinner in the evening?
0: Yeah. Um, cornflakes or Rice Krispies. Um, I've, uh, I've ventured into the world of crunchy nut myself for an evening.
2: Loved them. Loved
0: yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Beautiful. I made a fatal mistake on um, Monday night, just gone. Uh, I didn't have dinner. I was in work till half nine, but I didn't have dinner, and I was hungry when I came in. So the bowl of Weetabix when I come in with hot milk. And it can only be described as um, Chernobyl at 7 o'clock the next morning. <laughs> Absolutely horrific.
0: I, I can see what you do, that Weetabix are, are bland at the best of times and a bit of hot milk to settle you before bed. I, I understand your logic at least. Hot I mean, milk and sugar. Yeah, yeah, very very sweet, but homely taste to that, like you know. Yeah. Um. I've t- and I tell you, I know I, I highly doubt either of you have tried this lad, but uh, it's um. It's what I picked up from you know the the multicultural world that I come from now that I'm in with the Russian mafia. Is uh, <laughs> rather than putting milk and sugar in my tea, I just put a drop of sweetened condensed milk. All right. It's a fucking dynamite.
2: Sweetened condensed milk. Sweetened condensed milk.
0: Yeah. On where would we believe it? In the bacon oil of any supermarket. I can't remember I can't remember the brand, but if you're in your Tesco or Supervalue or Dunes, there's a, a tin of it, it's red and cream. They come in tins. I know it, yeah. It's in a the tin they make toffee with it, do they? Or caramel or something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. They usually make some sort of dessert type situation from them. But uh, yeah, yeah. Drop it at into your tea. Not only for your milk and sugar business, just put a dollop of that in. Fucking mighty. All right. So there's me top. Do you drink tip. tea, guys? I love tea. I have to have. It. If
2: I don't have a cup of tea first thing in the morning, I'd be very unsettled for the day. Mm. So I'd always have a cup of tea first thing in the morning. I like actually, I'm a huge fan now of a, a cappuccino at about two o'clock. Why two o'clock? I don't know. Just at 2 o'clock it seems to, to settle me, you know? Do you get the jitters? No, but I get unsettled. Uh, I get flustered.
1: When you drink a cappuccino?
2: No, if I don't have one at 2 o'clock.
1: All right, but do you, not, do you get the jitters when you drink it?
0: Yeah, no, it just settles me, I said. All right. Can you try to keep up, please, Grant?
1: Gary, are you happy with all I've gonna Solskjaer?
0: Uh, he's doing
2: an unbelievable job Um, an unbelievable job Um, on the 19th of December when he was appointed you're thinking to yourself what the fuck are they doing Um, it's another catastrophe from Woodward but he's come in and he's just rejuvenated the place uh, on the pitch off the pitch and they're decent to watch um, which is unbelievable um, unbelievable runner results we're seeing the best of the likes of Pogba Lindelof Luke Shaw Rashford has been unbelievable and he's been a breath of fresh air and I, I think actually they'll announce it in, in the next week that it's his job
0: yeah um, in, in fairness there, you know United are a much better team to watch now uh, you, can mm-hmm. actually, you can actually sit down and enjoy mm-hmm. 90 minutes of football uh, which we haven't had in the last five years no no, and uh, and I do agree with you that he is like the players like Pogba, players like Rashford, Lindelof. They're, you know, really shining under this system. Mm-hmm. Um, people were writing Pogba off and ridiculing him and now, you know, really having to bite your tongue before you talk about how shit he was earlier in the year because he'll just fucking turn around and embarrass you five minutes later. He's absolutely dynamite. He's uh, I love watching him. Um, yeah. Uh, I always stood by him,
2: knew he'd come good. Um, Look, sometimes all this stuff is really, really straightforward. If you are working with somebody every day who you don't get on with, you don't like their method, um, and it's a poisonous atmosphere, what's the end result going to be? It's going to be shite. you work with somebody who you get on with, you're on the same page, results come, and it's the same in football.
0: Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. I yeah uh, I'd for 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 Solskjaer's sake, I'd love them to make the top 4 i mm-hmm. I'd love them to make the top four, but I don't know, that result against Arsenal a <laughs> bit of a setback. But, but I was look?
1: talking to Liverpool fans today at work and they're even fighting the hard to hate because he comes across as a gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: Absolutely. He's um and like it's all the better that he's a club legend and he scores a winner in the last minute of the European Cup final. And now he comes in and he's doing all this. But, you know, it's all well and good now. But he needs the support in the summer mm. and, and going forward because there's still a lot of deadwood in that squad. Um, to look, like, I mean, even though they're performing now, the likes of Ashley Young, Phil Jones, Chris Marling, um
0: even well- Mata. What do, you, what do you think of Matic lads? Because I genuinely think he's an overhyped fucking piece of wood like.
2: Well he's 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 come good under Solchar because he's been told to sit with Herrera in front of the back four mm. and Herrera's kind of doing all the running and Matic is just sitting there breaking things up. I don't, yeah, similar, I just, similar to what he done with Kante at Chelsea.
0: Yeah, I just um, I just feel as though like every time I fucking watch you an match I see Matage give the ball away four times before he completes a fucking pass.
2: Yeah, look, I'd be surprised if he's there. He'd be mm-hmm. there next year. He won't be there the year after. Um, you'd have to think they'd be looking at the Declan Rises of this world to come in and sit in front of the back 4 Yeah, um,
0: yeah.
2: mention that fucking snake on this podcast. Why not, Graham? Because
0: I said so. Okay, but, but seriously, why snake. not, Graham?
2: Snake.
0: Why is he a snake? He had a, he
2: had a decision to make and he made it. Yeah. He's
0: a snake. You've made plenty of decisions that people don't agree with in your life, man. Like what? That beard for a start.
1: Oh.
0: Oh.
1: Oh, oh wow. Go mad because no. he still has puberty.
0: Right. <laughs> I will show you every puberty you have. I'll do it. I, I
2: yeah, uh, it's worth mentioning that uh, Declan Rice won the Irish Young Player of the Year.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's look it, in one sense, it just it's hilarious and it's farcical. But in the other sense, it's kind of like the voting was done while he was technically still an Irish player. He probably was the best at the time of voting. It's just now hilarious how it's all unfolded. Like they need to get this
2: started at a young age. Who you are declaring for? I mean, Jan Azai up to four years ago he could have played for England Belgium yeah. Savo yeah. um, I think Croatia yeah Serbia
0: as well I think yeah. madness yeah. there was Absolutely talk of him madness. being able to line out for the under 20 fucking limbic callers as well at one point like do you know what I mean
2: little he was a useless fucker anyway give a <laughs> <shot>. <laughs> where is he now Gary Ray I'll ask you that. not even getting a game
0: there yeah,
2: yeah. Right. how old is he still young is he how old is he
0: I mean, 24 25. I don't say. Yeah, be mid 20s, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, uh, it's been wonderful to do this, and Gary, it's great having you back. and I'm happy to suspension is done and over with. Um, Merlo, I expect your behavior to improve next week.
1: No problem, senior Danny.
0: Thank you. Um, I know, I know you instantly get your, your dander up when you know somebody with a physical presence and an intimidation like Gary comes along, but just be comfortable in your own sexuality going forward really.
1: I have to deal with this man about three times a day on video call giving out <laughs> so
0: I know and I can deal with him very well very well lads uh, we've predicted the Chris World Cup we've uh, sort of predicted Man United uh, let's predict Wrestlemania before we go
1: Becky Lynch new
2: champ
0: that's right. it very well
2: is that it? Uh, Dusty Rhodes to win the Intercontinental Championship. I'm, I'm all for
0: that,
1: yeah. <laughs> I've, I've no other interest in WrestleMania other than Becky
0: Lynch. Fair enough. Can't do a whole lot with that, so that's a good way to end the show, good man. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, people don't care what I think, right? I'm just, I'm I'm all just, about... just here to push the buttons. I'm all about... <laughs> <laughs> All about OTT. Good man, good man. Yeah. Lads, uh, there's a bit of momentum behind the idea of a live show. And um, if it does happen, are you fully expecting to to will be back. Oh, she'll be back, all right. Nice. And she
2: won't be wearing knickers this time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hope Meryl swipes right beforehand. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been a fucking pleasure and until next, we have to deal with a fucking hole, you can hear us here and there thing, go on Mero, off you go. Oh,
1: we'll ask Gary. Where, where can you find those,
0: Gary? You can find the lads um, on Grinder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can find the lads on iTunes, Podcast Republic, Stitcher anywhere there's a podcast so you can go to WTSpod.com and listen to it all there. Uh, I highly recommend you do so because there's nearly 180 chapters of orgasm.
1: What's your favourite, Gary? Uh,
2: anything with me or... No, that's a lie. Uh, well, the Paul Howard ones are always fantastic. Um, Al Foran, I love. Um, Keith Kelly's always stands out in my mind. Um, them all. like I have a goo for the all. you know. PJ
1: yeah.
2: Gallagher, you listen to about twenty times. Is that right? Oh, loved PJ Gallagher, yeah, yeah. He also likes pepper sauce and a shot glass. I'm told.
0: <laughs> a man, a man of great taste. You know, he's a Boys fan. Yeah. You can get Danny at Danjo Mori everywhere
1: and anywhere. You can get me American Mania, anywhere and everywhere.
0: Yep, yeah, and you'll find all three of us hanging out at hashtag Chris World Cup for the next five or six days. Absolutely. Yeah. Gentlemen, until next time. Clear oils. Full hearts. Can't lose. Too sweet.